Well, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're, you know, we're doing this roller coaster thing with the the temperatures. We talk about we are enjoying above seasonable temps. Now we're actually colder than normal for this time of the of year. We we've got some fairly cool conditions for the next 24, 48 hours. And then as we get closer to the weekend, it warms up again. So don't put the extension cord away yet, the windshield scraper and any of that stuff, because chances are you you will need it in the next couple of days. On Monday of this week, every Monday, we do a roundtable of justice. We feature different things that are in the news, uh, different topics for discussion. We bring in a couple of experts, and we take a deep dive into whatever the topic might be. Sometimes it's numerous topics. This past week on Monday, it was intimate partner violence, domestic violence, and the challenges that we see in Saskatchewan. Because sadly, and I, I called it a hang our head moment, in Saskatchewan, we continue to lead the country when it comes to domestic violence. We're number one in Saskatchewan. And if there's a list we don't want to be number one on, there's a few of them, that's one of them. But sadly, our number is double the national average. So we had Joanne Dussel from the Provincial Association of Transition Houses and Services in Saskatchewan, and Inspector Kelly Trithart from the Regina Police Service, who oversees the domestic violence part of the Investigative Services Division. And we talked a lot about the work that's being done. We talked about some of the challenges and how we need to move forward. One thing I can say, and we've seen this over a number of years, my prior job and certainly even now in, in this job here, the province does focus on this work. The province has, has actually dedicated budget monies to try and dig into this problem. And we thought this would be a good time to chat with Justice Minister Bronwyn Eyre on this topic. And the Justice Minister joins us this morning by phone. Thanks for taking our call. My pleasure, Evan. So this, you, you've been in this job now for about a year and a half, I guess coming up two years this summer, this portfolio. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this real challenging problem we have with domestic violence, intimate partner violence in the province? Well, it's, it's certainly a, a challenging one. I, I, I was uh, speaking with the Premier just the other day and we agreed that, that some of the announcements um, that we've made and the efforts that we've made to to combat this um, are among our most impactful. Um, they're certainly among our most moving when you, when you bring um, you know the people together who who are impacted by, of course, not only the 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 issue, um, but we hope can be impacted by some of the solutions and. So, you know, it, it is something that we um, have addressed very seriously, uh, $27.5 million investing uh, this year um, going forward to, to address interpersonal violence uh, and, and some of the root causes, uh, we hope, uh, in Saskatchewan. And, uh, and you mentioned that Joanne Duzel uh, the other day was on, and as you said, the executive director of the Provincial Association of Transition Houses, and she had said that our funding around, you know, second stage uh, shelters for the first time in Saskatchewan's history, basically one million over three years, was a very good start. So, so that's uh, you know very uh, edifying, and and we're 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 trying a, a number of um, areas, you know, to to try to cover off the the the, the bases that we can, and and we we think it's very important work. Talking with Justice Minister Bronwyn Eyre, there's so many moving parts when it comes to 
domestic violence and the the challenges that come with it. I think back over the years of the amount of domestic disputes that I attended as a police officer. And boy, I'll tell you, there's lots of reasons why domestics happen. There's lots of reasons why it's tough for people to break free of this cycle, uh, no matter where you are on the issue. Another one of the the uh, funding efforts that the province has made is a public awareness campaign. Um, why is that important, and, and where is that focused and targeted? Well, that's the uh, the Face the Issue campaign, and, and you're going to see uh, Minister Ross, uh, the minister responsible for the status of women, and I making a, an announcement on that next phase of the campaign uh, during session, and that will target the, the younger demographic, um, the 18 to, to 30 uh, year olds, you know, and, and really the, around the theme, is this abuse? Um, I've seen the, the pilot, you know, the videos, the campaigns, the, the, the script that is, uh, the scripts that are being uh, worked on, and, and again, pretty moving, um, thought-provoking material, so again, that's um, certainly coming. And, and I guess just in terms of, of some of the other, as I say, prongs of these, of this effort, um, around the 27, you know, million that we're investing in this. And then there are so many and there's such amazing work being done. I think you, you said, um, it's, there's so many moving parts. And so again, on the one hand, um, you know, the public awareness, the, the second stage housing, um, funding and, and which is really about, you know, wraparound services and that transition from purely emergency shelter services to longer-term solutions. Um, you know, the legislation, where we've introduced um, on the human trafficking side, really cutting the ties, trying to cut the ties between traffickers and their victims around coerced debts, um, funding for Hope Restored Canada, which you'll be aware of. And, uh, you know, I've been to the, the safe house in Saskatoon, again, very very moving. I mean, the donated items that are waiting there for as soon as someone decides to leave the, you know, the sexual exploitation lifestyle or leave it again because they often have, you know, repeat um, attempts. And and what I found, you know, there pretty poignant is that, you know, the, the people who run Hope Restored and who took me on the tour said that the number one motivator for, for women is reunion with their children. And uh, that that's what, of course, drives them most primarily through the the attempt to to often leave, as I say, the the lifestyle. So, so many different you know moving parts, um, and 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 we hope something will obviously um, make a real difference. Saskatchewan's Justice Minister Bronwyn Eyre is my guest this morning. On the on the topic of public awareness, there's a couple of prongs there. One is to bring public awareness to the different resources and supports that are available for people who might be experiencing domestic conflict, domestic violence. But the other is preventative and, and what we can do to try and step in front of and stop this ugly cycle that we have going in the province. Uh, you know, I think back to the fall where there was a decision made to pull third-party educators out of schools. It was really around sex education that I think that that decision was made. I'm not talking about sex education, but I've got a couple of buddies that are police officers in Prince Albert, and they talked about the value of third-party educators coming in and talking about healthy relationships and the importance of that. But we kind of threw out the baby with the bathwater, I think, when we pulled all third-party educators possibilities out of out of schools when it came to presenting this topic is there room to try and reinstate that important component for children 
to understand the value of and, and what a healthy relationship looks like? Well, I, I you know, I, I think that it was all based, as, as you'll recall, Evan, on, on what we had seen in the Lumsden School and the very unfortunate um, material which was, uh, which was brought in on, on that occasion. And I think the minister has said this is just on, on pause, really, and in terms of going forward now, whom we're going to be um, allowing to come into schools and, and, and what they will be presenting or, or will be able to, to present on. Um, and so I, I think that's just being looked at in terms of <clears throat> how that will, um, you know, move forward. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I think that the, the, the issue there obviously goes back to, um, you know, the Lumsden situation and the fact that there came to be a great deal of uncertainty around which parties were um, coming into schools and talking about what. And I, I think parents were getting confused. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and I think there needs to be a bit of clarity around that going forward. It, it's not precluding, you know, counseling services being still extended to schools and to students and, and, and students' uh, opportunities to access those things which they were always able to access through the school, um, you know, construct. But, but there were coming to be, I think, too many uh, groups on too many, uh, you know, on, on, on ranges of topics which were, um, I, I think, which we needed some clarity around establishing um, some ring fencing on. Right. Bronwyn Ayer, my guest, Justice Minister. Uh, okay, we, we've only got a few minutes left, but there's a couple other things I want to wade into. One is there's some real, I would call it, positive, innovative work being done in Saskatchewan that is, in some cases, unique to Saskatchewan. I'm talking about things like victim advocate case reviews, Claire's Law, and recently on human trafficking. Can you talk briefly about those? Absolutely. And, and one other thing I, I wanted to raise as well, I mean, you, you talk about newer, as you said, involved in, in some of the work around the victim advocate case reviews uh, there in Saskatoon, uh, Moose Jaw and Regina. They, they really are about um, going back over old uh, files uh, sexual assault uh, files and 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 pouring quite a lot of specialized um, work into um, reviewing those, um, you know, with an eye to um, you know to potentially new circumstances, revisiting evidence um, and and so on. So that's certainly uh, out there. Again, I think. And in terms of the, you know the public face of things and and just the the number of prongs and I know this came up a bit with in your conversation the other day with the experts you had on the two one one reconnect service I mean sometimes technology isn't a good thing but but two one one and that that reconnect um, is is really I think has great potential to help people. Um, I mean, obviously, can be accessed online or on the phone, you know, 24/7, absolutely confidentially, and you have specialized people on the other line, including through a family services Regina, who will connect you to to the right programs, the right services, the right people. Um, so I think you know there there are so many areas that people can access. Um, you've also talked in the past about the, the domestic violence courts. And they're doing um, amazing work, you know, therapeutic courts that offer treatment to those who are willing to take responsibility for their actions, um, elect to plead guilty, um, and, and will receive a sentence that doesn't include jail time if they complete, you know, a counseling program for, for domestic violence, they, abuse, they address, you know, substance abuse problems and so on. So 
a lot of efforts, um, Evan, to address what really is a, a serious issue. And, and again, that the people out there who are involved in doing this work to, to help people. Um, and we hope that the funding and investments that the government is providing will 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 make uh, you know a significant difference. Justice Minister Bronwyn Eyre, I've only got time for one more question, Minister. Um, again, I appreciate you taking time to to join me. Over the years, I think about the number of reports and reviews that have been done um, in my term as police chief. So many that would yield great results, and every once in a while, one would have some great information, but the results really wouldn't follow it. And so I think back to 2019, there was a domestic violence death review panel that was brought together and a report that was done. I thought there was some some really important data and information in there, but it it kind of didn't go anywhere. It it informed us on a few things, but it didn't really change anything. I look at what we can do through provincial legislation on things like emergency intervention orders, giving people time off work in domestic situations if needed, giving them total residency of their, of their house while they can get affairs in order. There's a whole bunch of legislative change we can make. Currently, there's another domestic violence death review going on. When that comes out, which I'm assuming is probably pretty soon, do you see any room for mandatory pieces and maybe even budget allocation as a result of what the report shows? Well, I think we'll look at all of that. And and um, and as you said, coming out soon, that we expect a late spring. And uh, after the last uh, review, there was a lot of work done around inviting family members, loved ones to participate in, in committee work um, and really looking at uh, regional case review teams just to make sure that, that remote and rural communities um, had, had a voice and that, that it increased the number of cases which were reviewed. And so we're, we're looking at a lot of um, what we can build on from from the last go-round, and I, I expect that there will be some very valuable information uh, when that comes out, and, and then as a result of that, of course, we'll, we'll look at what tangible things we can we can address and potentially implement coming out of that. Minister Ayer, this has been a great conversation. I appreciate you giving us some time. Appreciate it, Evan. Thanks. Justice Minister Bronwyn Ayer, the uh, Provincial Justice Minister, talking about the work that's being done and budget that's being focused towards Domestic violence in the province, where we sadly lead the country at a rate double the national average. We've seen investments in this current budget. We're about a month away from another budget being revealed, and I'm I'm guessing we will continue to see investment to try and drive that stat down in our province. You're listening to 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Absolutely chilling to watch what unfolded in Kansas City yesterday, the big Super Bowl celebration and parade. Thousands and thousands of people packed into this small city for the celebration, and then gunfire erupts. One person is dead, 22 shot and injured, including nine children. Kansas City Chief of Police Stacy Graves talked to the media shortly after the incident. At the conclusion of the Chiefs' rally today, there were shots fired on the west side of Union Station. Immediately, officers responded to the area, took two people into custody, and also immediately rendered life-sustaining aid to those victims. I'm angry at what happened today. The people who came to this celebration should expect a safe environment. 
we had over 800 law enforcement officers, Kansas City and other agencies, at the location to keep everyone safe. Because of bad actors, which were very few, this tragedy occurred, even in the presence of uniformed law enforcement officers. Lots of uniformed cops there, as you heard, well over a thousand cops. But when you get a crowd that size, it is so tough when you're trying to control, unless you can literally metal detect people that are coming to the celebration, which if you saw the pictures, I mean, it was just a big open area. They, they kind of had almost a bandstand feel to the celebration and, uh, there were a couple of, of what I would call Good Samaritan or citizens that literally tackled one of the shooters. Paul Contreras was one of them. As I'm tackling him, I see his weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve because he was wearing a long jacket or like a Carhartt. So when I seen that hit the ground, I'm like, oh, you know, we got to take this guy down. The whole time he's fighting. He's fighting to, you know, get up and... and I didn't know if he had another weapon. These are uh, these are situations that literally, and we, we talked about it just in the hallway here at work this morning, about giving you pause to think about going to large gatherings, certainly in the United States. A big celebration like that. Think about the Saturday Day parades, the, whether it's a sporting event celebration that, that they host with the amount of gun violence, the amount of mass shootings that are happening at a rate of, in the last couple of years, almost to a day. In the United States, where three or more people are injured as a result of gun violence, it really makes you stop and think whether you would actually participate. So our newsroom continues to follow this story, the developments that come out. Again, three have been arrested from that. Uh, one person was killed in the shooting. Um, others injured, some of them critical, and many of them children, because the schools basically shut down for the afternoon to allow students to go with their parents and families to the celebration. So sad news out of Kansas City after what was an exciting Super Bowl win on the weekend. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.